0: Hey, Comet fans, it's Shane Alberani, and I have a confession. Quite often, I find myself wandering around hardware stores. When I come across a row of axes, I think to myself, Man, I sure would like to throw them, but I can't. I'm in the middle of a hardware store. Where's a guy to go to throw axes? He goes to Combat Ops Arena. That's where he goes, because you can throw axes in their new axe-throwing arena. It's amazing. Combat Ops Arena, they make this podcast happen, so go visit them, but just don't throw axes. They have got an amazing, incredible, wonderful, magical arcade, which has gone under a lot of changes. Check that out. Also, they have got mini bowling and incredible laser tag. That's where the Comets go to play. They go out there, and they run around, and they get ready for hockey games inside the laser tag arena. So you do the same and have a ball. Take the family. Have a lot of fun. Combat Ops Arena on LayRoad and CombatOpsArena.com. All right. Combat's podcast, episode number two, coming at you. that of the band elm treason the comets podcast own house band i'm pretty sure we're the only hockey related podcast with its own house band not sure of that but i'm going to go ahead and say that so check them out if you like what you hear go ahead download some of their music so uh, they will let me continue to use it for free thank you So how was everybody's weekend? Did you make it through the first uh, two games? Friday night, went our way down in Indianapolis. Saturday, not so much in Cincinnati, but hey, this is a brand new team. They're all coming together. It was great learning uh, names and numbers uh, this weekend. Also getting to know some of the guys, and uh, hopefully you're going to get to know some of these guys on this podcast. But today's guest, you already know. It's Comet Captain Jamie Shafzma, and uh, Shafzma got his first goal on Saturday, so uh, he is going to be on the show today. He's got some great stories. Of course, Shavzi is the uh, father of four, the proud father of four, so he has got some stories about moving those kids back and forth from Canada to Fort Wayne every year. Also, we learn about the origins of Shavzilla, and if you don't know about Shavzilla, he's got his own bobblehead now, and if you don't have one, you're obviously not a season ticket holder. Now, opening night is Saturday, so you have a chance to still get your season tickets. Call me. I'll set you up with the season tickets, buy them from me, and I will hand-deliver you a Shavzilla bobblehead. Can't get a better deal than that. But get your tickets for the home opener coming up on the 20th if you don't already have them. So we also talk about bobblehead bragging rights with him and Cody's soul. And uh, I'm going to have to say, at the end of this podcast, about two-thirds of the way, things are going to get a little weird. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, it, involves, it involves Jamie a former teammate and his underwear. Is that weird enough for you? Okay. Well, if you have a friend and he has a story about his underwear, you know it's going to be hilarious. So make sure uh, you listen to the very end to get that story. All right. So uh, let's get this going. Here's Comet Captain Jamie Shafsma. Oh, no. this is, We're going to treat this as like live radio. So okay. I won't cut it. But <laughs>
1: But can you cut it? Yes, I can cut you it. You can. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right all right well what's the start of a, another season and uh we have jamie shaftsma here now we can't start a new season without a shaftsma birth announcement do we have any of those this year or are we done with those
1: <laughs> uh yeah i hope we're done with those <laughs> uh no not nothing since sloan last year so uh we, we're pretty set right now with our hands full with four so uh you know things have been great, but uh, no, we're not we're not planning on uh, doing that doing that anytime soon, if not at all.
0: Have you looked? Now you've got you have four kids now. Do you go back and look at what kind of seasons you had during birth years?
1: Um, I guess I really I really haven't.
0: Uh, <laughs> Might be a neat stat.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's something my wife would probably start doing and trying to convince me to have another one. And be like, wow you know, when you had a girl, you had a really good season. So, you know, let's try to have another girl or something like that. So, um, no, I, uh, I, I haven't really found any correlation. I do know though, um, that Sutter, uh, Daryl Sutter won the cup that year with, uh, there you go with LA Looking and then for some
0: connections here.
1: And then, um uh, there was Sutter, Daryl Sutter and, uh, Sullivan. Oh yeah. Mike Sullivan. in. uh, Pittsburgh he won the cup the year that Sullivan was born so just kind of a coincidence but there you go yeah so I could predict if we had another baby I could predict a Stanley <laughs> Cup winner with the name we pick so
0: oh, there you go they can uh, we're affiliated with Vegas so you know you got the odds there you can go lay some money down maybe but yeah there you go there you go did you come from a big family
1: uh, I did actually I I grew up with uh, three older brothers and uh, and one younger sister so we had we had five kids in our family and um, yeah, I, I came from a big family. Uh, Nicole had two sisters. Um, so there's three girls in her family. Mine was mostly boys. So a little bit different family dynamics, but, uh, yeah, I guess we're closer to my family dynamic with, the uh, three boys and, and one girl. So, um, yeah, we, we love it. And, uh, it, it's a lot of fun having kids and having them around and, um, you know, they're always, they're keeping us busy, but, uh, it's a lot of fun and, and it's, it's really, uh, fulfilling, I guess, to, to have kids in your life.
0: So you've, you've played it obviously in a lot of cities. Do you have, uh, is there, there's a Fort Wayne baby? Is there an Allen baby? Is there a Flint baby? Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: I guess the first two we like to say, uh, Sawyer and Sutter were, were made in Italy. They were both, <laughs> they're born in Canada, but we like to say made in Italy. So, uh, uh. <laughs> I guess that's that's that but uh, no Sloan was Sloan's our first American-born baby so that's pretty cool uh, he he was born last year in Fort Wayne now is he a citizen does ra- 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 he playoffs. officially get citizenship um, I do think uh, I, I do believe he's entitled obviously to mm-hmm. his citizenship since he's born in the USA that doesn't give me citizenship however <laughs> which I wish it did but just saying uh, uh,
0: the center could bolt you know I'm I, going to the states dad
1: sorry yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's uh, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, when we're crossing the border, they ask always ask your citizenship, and we always throw out the uh, we're all Canadian except for the one American kid we just had. So, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it'll be you know a lot of fun when they grow up and they're teasing each other about stuff like that. So,
0: so what's it like traveling? I mean, you're going back and forth. You don't live here full time in Fort Wayne. You, you go back up to Canada. So, but it seems like now every trip you're adding another family member so i'm sure the traveling gets a little bit hectic now
1: yeah um you know my wife has it down to a science she's uh you know she takes care of our family really well uh you know she makes sure things are 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 ran like a well-oiled machine and um you know she she's kind of used to it and um you know if you're if you're moving two kids what's the difference between moving four so uh you know it's just a little more stuff we do uh We do notice, you know, every year it's like, wow, constantly the uh, U-Haul we're renting is getting bigger and bigger. But, um, no, we, you know, it's, it's something that we've, we've kind of learned to embrace, you know, it's, we move twice a year. Um, you know, we, we realize you accumulate things that you sometimes don't need. So, uh, there's a little bit of a purge here and there and you get rid of stuff that, you know, maybe isn't necessary anymore and uh, you know we've learned to kind of enjoy it and and live uh you know with taking carrying around few things uh f- you know fewer items and and stuff like that so uh no it's it's great and and we're used to it so uh, a lot of people I know say oh how do you guys do it you know moving around all yeah the, uh, like that. I'm one of them yeah yeah i th- I think everyone looks at us like we're crazy sometimes but uh You know for us now it's just become a way of life and we're so used to it that uh I think you know it it doesn't even phase us or or really stress us out I guess you know when you get to those couple days right before moving I guess is when we start you know getting at each other a little bit about it and um you know you got to start to hunker down and, and get things organized but uh no it's it's been great and like I said my wife uh she she's great and she she makes sure everything runs smoothly, and uh you know I do the heavy lifting and <laughs> just try to listen to her direction so
0: and you're one of the older guys obviously on this team and you've you've got a wife, so I always ask some of the older guys you've moved around now did did Nicole know what she was getting into originally
1: <laughs> uh, i I don't know if she could have predicted uh you know how things would have been, but um you know, I, I was clear from the start with her that, you know, kind of hockey was my first love and, uh, you know, it was something I was enjoying doing and, and I wanted to make a career out of, and, you know, there was a lot of uncertainties and, um, you know, I was young, so obviously I had a dream to make the NHL and, um, you know, she was aware of that. And, um, you know, at first we, we maybe had our struggles talking about it and I was moving to Europe and, we had been dating for, you know, six or seven months and um, you know, I I asked her to come with me. I said, you know, you're you're more than welcome to come and try to make uh you know, a life for yourself there, whether you can find a job or um, you know, or just travel with me and we'll try to make it work and um you know, at first I think there was a little she was maybe a little hesitant and obviously we were young and I don't know how how her parents felt about it. Uh right but uh, I think you know as they got to know me and understand you know why I was doing what I was doing and um, you know I just felt a lot of support at the beginning and uh, and it was an adventure for us when we were young so um, you know she always she always embraced it and um, she would always look for look for work herself so she had you know a little bit of her own identity in life wherever we went and I feel like in Amsterdam she was. I should have saw the signs right away because she she started watching. A, I want to say like a baby that was maybe a year old, uh-huh. and she got the bug. Yeah, Is that what happened? Well, yeah, I, I guess she must have. But uh, his name was Oliver. I still remember him because you know she would always have him around, and he was a real cute, cute little boy, uh, Dutch boy, and um, yeah, she was a nanny and you know, she just kind of had her old, her own little, her own little gig to get some money and some spending money. And I was playing hockey and, um, you know, we weren't making a lot, but we were living in Amsterdam. We were, um, experiencing the culture and, um, you know, I'll never forget those years. They were great. Uh, they were fun and, uh, you know, they were, they were something we, we look back at and, uh, you know, we really, really enjoyed that those times.
0: Yeah, in Europe, that's a that's an interesting situation. Did you, was that your first pro season? Was in Europe? Yes. So that was that was your your introduction to pro hockey was going to Europe, and of course, it's a different ball game playing in North America as well. I guess it, what did you like about Europe,
1: um, as far as playing in Europe? Well, the number one reason I went is uh, you know it was I had an opportunity to continue to play hockey. So um, you know I never made major junior. I wasn't playing in the OHL. Um, you know, I'm probably one of the very, very few, if not only, but there's gotta be some other guys out there, but, um, guys that didn't play major junior, um, or, or college. So, um, you know, there's usually two routes that guys get to pro hockey and they play in the OHL, the Western hockey league and, or they go for a scholarship and play some, you know, play their, their years at college and then become pro, um. I had an opportunity because my my father was born in the Netherlands, so I was able to uh, attain a Dutch citizenship.
0: So there's a lot of different nationalities in the family here. Uh, Well. Citizenship.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, my kids will have options in the future, that's for sure. We have, uh, because I I have my Dutch passport, and uh, so I'm a dual citizen Canadian uh, and Dutch passport, and uh, yeah, Sloan's going to be able to be him an American or Dutch or Canadian, I guess, whenever he chooses. So, um, yeah, that'll be pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, anyways, I had this this opportunity to, you know, it wasn't very much money. I think my first year I was making, uh, I was the only one coming from Junior B in Ontario, and the rest of the guys were all coming from uh, the OHL, I think, and we had a couple guys from the Western League but there were six of us born in 83 that were going to play uh in the Netherlands for the same team. Yeah, I, w- I was making I want to say 200 euros a week and those guys were making maybe 250. Um <laughs> uh, so it was it wasn't a lot, but you know, we had our our apartment paid for, our car paid for. Um you know, they helped us out whenever we could whenever they could uh you know, we had uh we'd play home games on Sunday night and after they want, they had like a a team bar we would all go hang out at and they would give us these three plastic tokens to get three free beers. And so at that age, you know, you're, you're taking whatever you can get and, uh, you're just trying to stretch that Euro as far as you could. So, um, and
0: Amsterdam, kind of a a wild town.
1: Well, no, my first two years were (laughs) Galeen. So it was in the South of Netherlands. Um, and I was there without Nicole. So, um, yeah this was these were my first two years and I was you know it was an experience for me I I was being able to play hockey and um and we would travel when we had off weekends and I, I remember going to Barcelona and um you know we went on other trips and uh we went to Belgium we went to Germany we went sightseeing so um you know we'd travel around so it was exciting for me and mostly I was just loving that I could continue to play hockey and um you know I started like I kept developing as a player the the game over there was different it was a big ice surface and you know you had to be a good skater and skilled player so uh, yeah I did well I actually remember at Christmas time uh the team gave me <laughs> a 25 euro raise because they felt bad so per I was, week? Per, oh. per week oh that's nice. because I was they felt bad because they had brought me in you know thinking I wasn't going to be as good as these yeah. other guys and they had you know, 50 more euros a week, which wasn't a lot, but they knew that I knew that. So, um, and I was leading the team in scoring. So they, yeah, they just bumped me up out of the goodness of their heart. And uh, you know, it was a it was a great time, great organization, and um, it was just it was my start. So, um, you know, it was really good. And then, like I said, my third year, then I moved to Amsterdam, uh, and then I I had to play there for three seasons to be eligible for the Dutch national team, and. Um, that's where I kind of started to make my mark. I played in the world championships in China my, my, th- my first season with the national team. And uh, from there, I got scouted by uh, basically the Italian team was there. And there's probably coaches and stuff there. So I got invited to go play in the Italian league, which was a s- significant more amount of money and a, a better league. So um, I went there and then I bounced around between Italy. I went to Germany the following year. Uh, back to Italy and I went back to Flint for a year where we played against Fort Wayne and everyone likes to remind me how we lost in the finals to (laughs) Fort Wayne so a
0: little little contrast there Amsterdam Flint (laughs) talk talk about a culture shock there
1: yeah yeah those are two drastically different cities (laughs) but uh, I actually lived in Windsor Uh, Nicole and I bought our first house Uh, she was working in in Windsor and I was driving a an hour a day to to hockey practice and sometimes I'd go back twice in the day um, you know if we played at night so Uh, but I I loved it Uh, you know we even that year we had a team that you know in minor pro you get to see a lot of things sometimes and that team struggled financially uh, on the ice they struggled in every way but uh, you know we really came together as a group and uh, by the end of the year I think we were you know I want to say like eight points out of playoffs with 10 games remaining or something and we just went on a heater and made playoffs snuck in and then knocked off Muskegon the first first place team and then obviously lost to you guys but you got a big smile on your face right now
0: <laughs> I've got some jewelry because of that,
1: so, because of that. So. yeah so uh but yeah you know like I'd like to find the positive and in, in all those things and uh that year you know it we all because the team had success at the end I think you know things started to turn around guys were getting back what they what they were owed and um you know it was a personally it was a successful season for myself and uh you know that's when Fort Wayne actually their first initial interest was after that season when Flint folded and but I went back to Italy for a couple of years and and then uh ended up going to Allen in the in the central league and i played in allen for th- for three years and we won all three years i was there and that was a great time as well and um you know by then we we were toting these kids all over the place and and then uh yeah after that i w- we wanted to move a little closer to home with with the family and uh it was tough being so far away mm-hmm. and such long drives to move so uh f- yeah fort wayne presented itself again to us and uh this time we you know we were eager to to accept it and you know Fort Wayne's been been great to us ever since
0: and going back to those Flint days you had a guy by the name of Ben Boudreau uh, with you uh so what is that like now he is your coach you could say your boss in a way how does that work
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty funny uh you know it's it's cool it's it's good to see Benny um, also pursuing a dream and um you know he's still in the game so uh, you know, they asked me last year before he came, what I thought of him. And, you know, I, I wasn't sure what he was like as a coach, but I I knew what he was like as a person. So, um, you know, it's, it's great to have him around and, uh, we get telling our Flint stories sometimes, which,
0: which is going to be another episode of the podcast. Yeah. We could have,
1: we could have multiple episodes on that. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, no, it's, it's great to have, have Benny, you know, helping out, uh, You know, I'll be quick to remind him though, that, uh, when he's telling me, you know, what I should be doing on the power play that he wasn't on the power play when I was in Flint playing. So what's he talking about (laughs) No, But, uh, I, yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. And, uh, it's great to have him here. And, uh, you know, I think he did a really good job last year and, you know, I think him and Gary are, you know, a, a good coaching staff, uh, as far as this league goes for sure. They're, uh, they do a great job and, uh, yeah, I'm excited for for another year with them behind the bench.
0: Now you're going to have another uh kind of award coming your way. You got your own bobblehead this year. Yeah. So what what is the origins of shavzilla
1: You know, it's funny because I never really, I never really thought Shazilla would be such a, um, you know, become anything really. I guess Shazilla started a guy on my team when I was in Amsterdam, Matt Courthouse. Uh, he has his own podcast now as well. He's, uh, it's called the hockey, the hockey coach, I believe. And he's actually doing really well. It's pretty popular. Um, but he would call me Shazilla just, I don't know. I don't know how I came up with it, but it was just a silly nickname, I guess that he would, he would throw out. And it's not like a lot of people called me that, but for some reason, I guess that was probably the same year I signed up on Twitter and I probably tried some different names <laughs> and couldn't find them. So, uh, I was wearing 44 so it became Shazilla 44 and um you know my Xbox handle is something similar so uh it's Shazilla and uh so yeah if, out of that I mean that was a long time ago that that I made those and since then I don't think anyone's really called me that other than you know the guys who when once they add me on Xbox maybe start <laughs> calling me Shazilla and uh you know, I guess through through Twitter, but um it's not a really a nickname that ever stuck. But yeah, then uh, you know, even when uh Scott Sprout uh, Sproter came to me and said, Hey, we're gonna we're thinking about doing this Shazilla bobblehead I was kinda like, What are you talking about? <laughs> like said, so Yeah, it's you know, half Godzilla, half you and I thought, Oh man, what is this gonna what is this gonna be? And then uh you know, they and then they started to show me kind of the mock mock yeah. draft of it and I I thought, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Like they did a really good job with it. I um you know, they said they were gonna change a few things still, uh but I was like, yeah, that is pretty cool. So um Is, yeah, it, it is was it
0: bragging rates a little bit? Hey I got for my own bobblehead because sure it you is you know Cody sold played that up quite a bit. That's exactly
1: year. where I was gonna go with that. I'm <laughs> sick of listening to Cody talk about it in the dressing room. <laughs> and uh yeah, so it's for sure a little bit of that and uh you know, I've just been so many people when it was announced because I wasn't wasn't going around telling everyone this. Obviously, I told my family, and actually, I didn't even tell the kids. I told Nicole and a, maybe uh, a few of my brothers or something. But yeah, then it got announced, and all of a sudden, I was just getting messages left and right. I gotta have one, and <laughs> so then I went to sp- I and I hope I get some of these because there's people just it, coming out of the woodworks to get a bobblehead. So. um yeah it's pretty cool and uh obviously uh you know to get one with Fort Wayne Comets it's 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 actually you know a bit of an honor yeah. it's 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 pretty cool when you look back at all the guys who have bobbleheads and you know you got Bob Chase and uh you know one and O Joe is a pretty cool one and Shrocky and uh Chalker you know and then all the old school legends have theirs and um so yeah it's 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 an honor and it's it's something I'm you know I'm I'm a little bit excited about to see, see how these things look and, uh, yeah, it'll be cool. And I think my kids are really, really going to enjoy them.
0: And, uh, you mentioned Shrocky, you're of course the captain of this Comets team. Shrocky was, uh, before you, do you guys talk about what's it like being the captain of the Fort Wayne Comets? What kind of an honor it is?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, he, he's, uh, he's been pretty good since I got here. Uh, obviously we never got to play, play together, but, uh, we played against each other and, um, obviously knew who each other was, and um, you know he. I'm sure at, at the start, I don't remember how we started talking, but I'm sure he reached out to me, and you know he's a he's a great guy, and you know he's got a lot of the same qualities and mentality towards the game. I think that I have. Uh, he's a th- probably well, for sure, a little tougher than I am. I guess. <laughs> You're um, bigger though. Yeah. A little I, more size on you yeah i mean if i if I had to go against them I don't know how it would go <laughs> um actually a kid this summer asked me when we were at uh we were doing a camp together this summer and they said do you think you could beat up Shrocky, like it started to become like this question of if I could beat up Shrock, and I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like, I, I think it sounds like a,
0: a charity event. I think uh, yeah, Shabzilla and Shrocky. I
1: I don't think I really want any part of that, to be honest. That's uh,
0: celebrity boxing, we could do something like that. Yeah. Put the gloves on. We get a ring up. Yeah,
1: yeah I don't, I don't, I don't think I want to start that, but
0: now uh you've been in Fort Wayne now a while of course we knew that uh geography was the reason why you came here but what's the thing that's making you stick around you keep coming coming back
1: yeah (laughs) yeah well you know to be honest my my family loves it here uh you know Sutter's in youth hockey here and uh they're my kids go to Perry Hill and, and we think it's a good school and um, you know, and, and then aside from those outside factors, uh, the organization as a whole is, is great around here. So, um, you know, they, they, they run here like a first class organization. And, uh, you know, that starts with, with Dave and, and Michael and, um, you know, all the staff in the office, uh, you know, even including yourself. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone, everyone here in the office is great. Uh, the team, you know, the equipment managers, Joe. There's, there's nothing here that, uh, you know, you can, you can flaw with the Fort Wayne Comets. So, um, you know, it's just, it's been, it's been great here, and, you know, the biggest thing is that uh, we're competitive, and, you know, every year as, as long as I can remember, you know, the Fort Wayne Comets are always a good hockey team. You know, that was when I, whenever I've been you know, a free agent in hockey, you know, maybe when I was younger, I was looking for opportunity. But as I got a little older, I started to, to choose my places based on where I could maybe, you know, win something. And
0: so do you ever wear the rings out There are special occasions? You throw one on uh, anniversary. You anything? know,
1: I, when I first got them, I used to, I, I was obviously pretty proud of them, and uh, I would wear them to weddings and stuff like that. Yeah, because some players will just stash them away, and it's just something to look at. Some guys will wear it every
0: day, but like you said, a special occasion. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I used to be the guy who I I don't know if I wore it every day. I feel like I probably did for like the summer when I <laughs> right. first won, but then uh, yeah, well, once I had three, I you know it looked goofy on your hands wearing three. So. <laughs> um no i just uh i have them uh in a safe spot in the house i don't i don't really even display them but
0: each kid gets one so you're gonna dig (laughs) them up
1: yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do with them (laughs) maybe someday i'll have this you know cool little spot i can display them i would think but um i think i did bring them in uh, my first year here to try to motivate the guys uh in playoffs uh (laughs) I think Mbach and those guys were like, yeah, bring them in, you know, trying to get me to yeah. to bring them in. So, you know, I always take them with me. I always have them on me. Uh, but yeah, I I wouldn't say I wear them anymore too often if at all. So
0: But this year you're coming in with a lot of new faces, a lot of younger kids and now you're the the elder statesman. Is is it getting harder just to relate to players because they almost speak a different language in a way? Oh,
1: absolutely. Um I will never forget the, the one time I said in the locker room, like, I don't know, someone was chirping me and we had some back and forth and I called a guy screech. Like I said, he looked like screech and <laughs> saved by the bell. Solid reference. Yeah. And you know, all of a sudden everyone kind of looked <laughs> at me like, who's screech, you know, and there was maybe two guys who knew what I was talking about. And I thought, Oh my goodness, things have changed. Yeah. And now even still like my references, you know, that's my biggest thing is, you know, you throw movie references out there and you expect you're going to get a laugh. And sometimes guys are like, what are you talking about? And it's <laughs> it's like, that's dumb and dumber or Ace Ventura. And I start looking at people like, are you kidding me? Like, you've never seen these movies. And then I think back of when I was that young and I right. played with these older guys who said the same thing to me about all the 80s classics. Like, you know, you don't know that? Like, oh, you got to watch this movie. So yeah, now I'm that guy. So
0: <laughs> Now you've uh, you've traveled a lot. You've been on a lot of teams and you've had a lot of roommates. Have you had a favorite roommate?
1: On the road? On the road. Um, yeah, I mean, roommates are a funny thing. It's, uh, you know, I had Artie last year. And he just wanted to wrestle me. He said, "This is what we do in Russia. We wrestle
0: before or after the games." This is just this is, time. This
1: is uh, I think the day he did this, we were playing in Toledo on. I want to say we played Toledo on Saturday, but for some reason we were staying there on Friday. Maybe night. the morning game. That's what it was. It was the morning game. So the night before we were staying in a hotel, and we went out to eat, and I'm I'm I want to say I'm even in my underwear. And he starts wrestle. saying he wants to wrestle. And I'm looking at him like, what's the matter with you? You're not touching <laughs> me. First of all, we're in our underwear. Like put some clothes on if you want to wrestle me. And he actually just started like coming at me and like pushing me and stuff. So I like started having to defend myself. And the next thing you know, me and Artie are full on like, I'm putting him in a headlock like
0: <laughs> so this is real wrestling this is not WWE we're, we're not No this suplexes. Is, he, what we're he wants so, hammer holds and stuff like that Yeah so, and
1: like I never did wrestling but in Russia I'm sure they do lots of wrestling and he's there he is trying to you know wrestle me in this hotel room and I'm like what are you doing so I'm pushing him like shoving him he's like you can't do that in wrestling and I'm like well I don't want to wrestle you First of all, I'm 34 years old. You're probably going to hurt me. And, you know, by the end of it, we we wrestled for I want to say it was 2 minutes or something, you know. I just started throwing him around. And I was like super tired. Like I'm breathing heavy. And I want to say 5 minutes later, he looked over at me. He's like, "Are you still breathing that heavy? Like you haven't <laughs> caught your breath?" And I'm like, like no i'm like he's like that's why we do this in russia it's so good for you well, so good he's for you.
0: obviously onto something
1: yeah you know it was it probably was good for me but uh that was probably the weirdest roommate story um it was you know that was that was pretty funny but um you know that's that's where you have the uh, a lot of fun in hockey and that's you know why i've learned to love uh playing in the minors I guess is uh, I, I think
0: maybe you should start a wrestling club I think there should be something going on yeah hey, no Already uh, taught me this last year I think we need to do it
1: uh, I think that's it's a good story but I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it's something I want to do with my roommates I don't think especially in our underwear that was the most ridiculous part because I just started thinking what what are guys going to think if they like because we probably had our door you know everyone leaves their door on sure. so guys can freely sure. come in and you can chit chat and I just I remember thinking like, man, we would that would have looked bad if someone walked in and I had them in some weird wrestling (laughs) position.
0: (laughs) Wow. Well, there's a a, a, I didn't think the conversation would go that direction, but it's that's a great story. Well, (laughs) you can cut it out, I guess. Right. (laughs) All right. So you got another year of of hockey you're going to have. What does after hockey look like for you right now? Uncertainty. You still plan on Uncertainty. Uncertain? I mean, you still plan on, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep going until I can't go anymore or they stop calling me?
1: Or... Yeah, I think, you know, the mentality I have is right now, you know, I'm at a real crossroads, I think, mentally. I, I love the game and I want to play and keep playing as long as I can, for sure. Now, I never played in the NHL, so I don't have millions of dollars banked up, surprisingly. So... You know, now I'm starting to look at, you know, I got to support a family and, you know, what what are what's going to be the best options for me moving forward. And at the same time, I don't want to be that guy, you know, obviously playing in the East Coast, you got to, you only have four veteran players, so you got to be able to carry your weight and, and help the team. So, um, you know, I don't want to be that guy who's just playing and the wheels are falling off and you're just, you know, you can't sure. keep up and, you know, you're not contributing. So... Um, you know for me it's it's trying to find a common ground with that and um, you know I'm starting to explore other options of what I might do after hockey and um, you know, I know coaching is one thing that I've, I've thought about, um, you know, it's, it's not something that I'm, you know, absolutely certain that I'm going to do, but it's, it's definitely one thing that's, uh, you know, I'm constantly thinking about and, you know, and, and then there's, there's other opportunities maybe back home uh, that I, that I could follow up with, but uh, you know, for now it's, there's nothing, uh, you know, there's nothing like a family business I'm going to fall back on. Or anything like that, which be maybe nice if there was, but uh, no. I, you know, I'm confident I'm I'm gonna find uh, you know s- some kind of career uh, where I can be successful and earn the kind of income that uh, I'll I'll need to earn with these four kids. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you.
0: So yeah. That didn't get too weird for you, did it? If you thought that story between Jamie Shasma wrestling Artie Tinulin in their underwear was weird, you should have heard the one I edited out. So another episode is in the books. So thanks to Jamie Shasma for being my guest. And of course, also thanking Combat Ops Arena for making this podcast happen. They are the title sponsor. Go see them. They're on Lay Road. You can throw axes. You can play laser tag. You can also play in the arcade and have Just all kinds of fun at Combat Ops Arena. Number two is in the books. Moving on to number three. Now, the good thing about episode number three, hockey season will have officially started. The regular season will have started. And we have got so much more fun down the road. So, episode number two, thank you for listening. Episode number three, next Tuesday. So, keep an eye out on that on Twitter, Facebook, and, of course, the comments and websites. I have been your host, Shane Albarani, and you've been listening to the Comets Podcast.